This is the first episode of Pixel Sift when we were using the name High Score. Turns out that name is pretty common in video games podcasts. This one, though, we know no one else has. So enjoy the first episode of Pixel Sift. That's right, it's High Score. You're listening to the inaugural show here on Radio Murdoch. My name is Gianni, and I'm joined in the studio by... Mitch. How high, Rabbi? <laughs> and Scott. And today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about video games, which is going to be the theme of our show, High Score. Of it's, course. It's not about going to a car park late at night, meeting someone that you've texted on Gumtree. It's about... <laughs> Oh, jeez. Playing video games. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we've got a bit of interesting stuff to talk about today. I'm going to have a, a bit of a start, shall we? Let's have a yep. bit of a talk about what we've been playing recently. Yep. So, let's, who wants to kick it off? Uh, I, I'll go there. I'll go there. Um, recently, I've kicked back a bit of an old school game. I've gone back to 86. I've whipped, dusted off the uh, the original NES. And I've been rocking uh, The Legend of Zelda. And you've been actually dusting off the original NES as well. I literally you? had to dust it off and blow it out and get all the uh, innuendo things done to it. Uh, but I've been, I've been having a fantastic time playing it, uh, busting through all the levels. It's still amazingly ta- challenging, um, uh, even with my prior knowledge of it, obviously, because I played it when I was younger. But uh, still, it's so challenging, uh, finding all the caves, all the secret walls. The quality of the game is just still through the roof. Like, it still matches up. Even the audio, the music, I just I had myself hung along to it. I, I loved it. Do you think there's a... Um is the nostalgia the biggest value for you? I know that I've been whenever I've tried to reintroduce games to people who never played it back in the day, they just can't get past it. My big example of this is playing the Final Fantasy games. Oh yeah. And anyone looks at it and they just go, the graphics are just just awful. But um yeah, I think all these things it's it's great that something like that can actually hold up. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I feel possibly I'm a little bit biased because I did play it so heavily and loved it so much as a youngster, but I mean, like I said, the the colours and the challenge of it and the music and everything, I just, I feel like you can still sense the the uh, the old Zelda and the new Zeldas and of course, vice versa. I just think um, a game like this, there's a reason why it still exists, you know? I have a couple of technical questions, actually. So oh. how, how are you actually playing it? Because like you, you would obviously have to find like an old CRT TV. Mm, not right? at all. Oh, uh, okay. I've got it straight into my uh, my LCD. Oh, okay. So does, does that look like a postage stamp on the screen? Or no, like, has no it, I, don't un- yeah. I don't understand yeah. what everyone's problems they oh, have okay. with it. I've never had uh, too much of a problem with my NES uh, or even my Super NES. Right. Do yeah. you have to tune it in or have you got a little adapter? Yeah, okay. So yeah. you've got to, you can't do it through the normal ways. You've uh-huh. got to go back to channel zero, you know, even off digital TV kind of thing, back to the old analog, and then you've got to tune it in. Right. But once you get there, it's fine. I mean, interesting. I have the odd game freeze where the colors all go reverse and stuff, but right. I mean, it's a 25 year old console 30 year old console so this shit's yeah. gonna happen it's interesting to note that only the Xbox One currently well if we're referring to consoles actually supports the AV inputs now oh, really? um, that was something that actually didn't come up in the whole console wars earlier I don't know two years ago I guess when everybody was talking about everything I guess the PS4 actually can't support AV or the old TVs I don't I think know, I-, I know some of the um, like the competitive Smash Bros and fighting game guys, yeah. they actually prefer using the old CRT TVs than really? the LCDs because the refresh rates on them uh. aren't great. And in a game like that where you've got to be so quick, if you don't support an old TV, then you can't play the game. Right. So. In my uh, experience with these things, uh, with the NES anyway, I know I've got RCA 
as well as the old, um, what's it, uh, the RGB. Mm-hmm. So I can do either antenna plug-in or RCA. Um, I'm actually still rocking RCA with my PS3 at the moment because my okay. HDMI has gone a bit naff on my big on my big 42-inch. And it's amazing the quality drop-down. Yeah, it's like it becomes, it becomes like it becomes most painful. Of the, yeah, <laughs> like most of the text becomes illegible. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a big back step. Um, HDMI does amazing things for us gamers. It's one cable. Yeah, it does it I know, all. and I, I love don't it. need to sit there tuning <laughs> it in. That sounds good. All right, who else has been playing some stuff this week? Um, Rabbi here. I would just like to say that I've been trying to download. Uh, well, I've bought the CDs for. Uh, GTA 5. Nice. Um, and been trying to download it for the past pretty much three months. <laughs> Every time I go back again on the Rockstar Online, it keeps on updating, updating. It's always that one one more 100 What, what system are you running it on? As in like Windows or? As in like a what console? A PC. Oh, on a PC. Okay, a, yeah. a massive PC, pretty good PC. So. It is a big one. Yeah. 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 That's so, the thing with those games. There's, there's so much in them. It's huge. Yeah. But if any point of the thing breaks it's not like you can just go and put the disc back in and install it okay you know that's one of the disadvantages of having all these digital the online PC stuff, stuff. Oh, yeah if oh. you have a problem where you've got bad internet or you know okay. the servers are down because of some reason yeah then you're locked out of your games now and things like that so, okay. so good luck on that i know gta's got a lot of life in it they've got those like photorealistic mods that they bring yeah. in now and stuff I like reckon that i'll just return it to uh, eb games and EB, uh, eb world eb world hold out for gta 6 oh is it You're coming on, out oh, I, 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 I don't think sure. that's coming out anytime soon it's taking I, you that long to get around to 5 oh, man yeah. and on another game uh, if anyone remembers the commandos uh, 1998 when it first came out um, yeah I've been trying to think about um, going back to that stealth game um, and this only occurred about two days ago because I I like those challenging games where really you'd spend a whole night trying to figure out the, how to how to how to f- finish the game, and I like my strategy games. Have you had a go at uh, the new Metal Gear Solid that's just come out? I was just going to say, he might like that. Because yeah. that's great things. It's open world, it's stealth, like the way that you play okay. the mission depends on your score, and there's like perfect ways to do it. There's heaps of strategy and things like that. Yeah. So it might be good to get all the old uh, on the new console or okay. get it on computer if yeah. you've got it um, and try that out because some of the stuff that I've seen that people have been playing that. It looks insanely fun. Okay. You can do whatever you want and you can have like, you know, the, there can be a mission where you have to go and save a bunch of hostages and you can be like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to call an airstrike in on his base or whatever. Or, or, and you can play with heaps of different characters as well and you don't have to play a snake. It's pretty good. Okay. Seems pretty okay. good. Okay, we'll check it out then, definitely. Yeah. Possibly after the semester, but we'll <laughs> definitely check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the old student dilemma. Yeah. Always. I'm in a bunch of that at the moment. I've got all these <laughs> games lined up that I just want to prioritize and yeah. I just can't. Assignments have to be pushed off. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, a bit of procrastination gets you a, a new high score theme tune, doesn't it? So, <laughs> it so does, it's always it good. And Mitch, what have you been playing? Um, pretty much just got my head stuck in a destiny at this point. Yeah, Taken King Year 2 Were just you came out. playing it before? Were Absolutely. You... Yep. Yeah, and... I was, I've been a guardian since beta. Yeah. Yeah. So and how do you find the changes now that they've gone and revamped pretty, everything? Pretty awesome. It's like all of the concerns that everyone had with Destiny seem to have been addressed. Um, so there's a lot more story now. Um, a lot of work's been put into the cutscenes. Um, and uh, yeah, so they fixed the uh, couple of the technical things as well with Destiny. Like um, the leveling system actually makes a little bit more sense. Um, the, uh, I guess, for people in the know, your light level now determines how powerful your character is instead of just being this arbitrary number that we weren't really sure what exactly it meant that mm. affected your overall level. 
Because that can be the problem with all these games, especially, well, Destiny is basically like one of those massively multiplayer Mm -hmm. online RPG sort of games, um, where if you come into it late and there's all these like arcane stats and everything that you're going to be like, I've got to have like, you know, I have 30 light or whatever. And what does that mean? If you start late and it takes you 400 years to get to the same point, then you get burnt out. And I think they've... A revamp of the whole surge. Like yeah, there is a complaint. They made everybody a new player again. Yeah, I think that's that's what that's what the new update really reminded me of. Is like the days of not knowing exactly what things did yet. Evening that playing field, I think. Yeah, yeah, evening the playing field, and the barrier of entry is now a lot easier. Yeah, I think, and then there are more incentives for people to play now because um the Destiny never really had an end game as such, so that was many people's problem with it. But I'd like to compare it to World of Warcraft in many aspects because that system really doesn't have an end game as far as I know, actually. But people still continue to play it, but for what reason? So I think... I think there's lots of little little bits and pieces you can do and you can yeah. get enjoyment out of doing lots of little subtasks. And I think the problem with Destiny was that the main there thing was just much. go run yeah. the raid and then try to get gear and then didn't get it and then mm-hmm. do it again, rinse and repeat. There are now specific ways to get certain pieces of gear mm-hmm. now. Um, and then um, something that they've released only recently... As recently as maybe 48 hours ago, people have discovered that in certain missions, you can run them a specific way. That's a lot more challenging than the standard way of doing things. And you can get a special piece of gear from doing it that specific way. So they're kind of like creating these mini legends and like fairy tales inside of Destiny, which ah. like if you're up to the challenge, you can find it. And that you'll like the developers have said nothing about these things. It's up to the community to and try like, work it out. To foot work it out. Yeah, That's so, really clever. That so, reminds me a lot of uh, back in primary school when people would be like, "Oh, if you do this particular thing yeah. in a particular way, if you hold down B when exactly. you throw your pokeball, guaranteed so, like, catch." For example, the the recent one um, required you to do a mission as quick as possible up to a certain point. Then it would activate. You would need to deviate from the missions. Um, story and like objective and go up a different pathway literally a different hallway and then you would activate a special event which you then had to do within a certain time period and then you would get an a special piece of armor oh, it's actually a weapon yeah, that's sniper really rifle. good yeah well the thing that's been consuming a lot of my time recently and i find that especially with things like destiny i find there's a big barrier because it's mm-hmm. a time investment involved and then there is, i don't yeah. really have the time to do that but i've been playing a lot of uh i guess you would probably they're sort of like a casual game i guess but they're, they're more of a jump in quick short sort of thing so the main game that i've been playing is a game called heroes of the storm hello and it's a it's a defense of the ancient style dota uh it's sort of like a real-time strategy game except you play with one character it's a multiplayer game so you play in teams i think the you, uh, term is moba moba is the there term yeah multiplayer Ooh, online yeah. battle arena or something i don't know exactly so you get to start a base Build well, you have base, a base. But, okay. You have a base, and you've got to defend that base while simultaneously okay. attacking the other person's base. Okay. So there's like waves of enemies that are computer so controlled, what's and you've the got difference a difference between that and Dota. Um, it seems to be a bit more of a simplified version of it. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, in Dota. There is a sort of items system where you've got to maintain a different lot of uh, you know gear and having I think the right. We need item. to distinguish between also Dota and that's Dota two. Dota two and the original mod for. Um, Warcraft, Warcraft 3 yeah. so there's a lot of different yeah. things like it originally spawned off this Warcraft 3 map yeah. that somebody made I remember playing I remember that, that. Yeah, in early... computer cafes and, and things like that playing it there and now it's become this huge big genre and there's lots yeah. of different things and there's a lot of money in it too as well I was having a look this week and they've got the uh, the championship that's happening at the moment for Heroes of the Storm <laughs> and they're giving out 1.2 million dollars US in Oof. prizes so um, but as we were saying about Dota before Dota 2 uh, they have a international which happened in august this year 
and the prize money for that was $18,429,613. So that's split between so all the winners. That's split between the winning team. Yeah, which so is they, have different, they have different tiers of right. the people in the games and then they have like runner-up prizes and things like that, but it's $18 Interesting million. Interesting to note, where did that money come from? So that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So what they have, as I was saying with Dota 2, they've got... Uh, items in the game and right. they have an in-game store where people buy things so right. they uh, have a specific pack that they have to support the international and that has items for people who play at home right and it gives them access to watch the tournament and things like that okay and so people you... who buy that pack the money then goes to contribute to the prize money for right the like a tournament friendly pack yeah. yeah it's kind of like a, you buy yourself a ticket you get a bonus little thing when you do it and you also get the money goes towards See, what, the prizes what's interesting about this whole idea is that the community funds the prize yeah so it, it's not up to like the developer or things like that does anyone know the term uh well the whole theory that henry jenkins came out so the co- uh uh co co-user uh the consumer is now a producer pretty much um there's there's no more heading up from top to bottom where you would wait for the let's just not go for the game but you would the updates for the game you make your own character you you have a virtual character in this world and you're able to produce and then these it's bugs are generated yeah, yeah yeah pretty much by consumers and it's like crowdfunding you know like you get you, let's say where you want to throw a concert here at Murdoch University shout out to Murdoch University hey, uh, Murdoch Radio <laughs> represent yeah, yeah 40 student years wave. old now the student wave with Radio Murdoch um, so yeah if you want to crowdfund something around here it's very easy and even on the on the world, well, they're coming up and be like, okay, if you buy this, we're gonna put all that money towards that because we've already paid every single staff member here with their Christmas bonuses yeah. and bonuses yeah. for in this company. So, so I reckon is. Valve yeah. does this really well. They do this with Dota. People can actually create items for the game and then they do get approved and sold in the game. Yep. And the people who create the game actually get a kickback on f- for creating that particular yep. thing. So if you yep. do really good stuff, if you're a good visual artist, if you do 3D art, you know how to do these sort of things, you can create items for the game. Yep. They'll be resold. You can make a living out of it. And then you have a sort of a group of people who are super passionate about the game who are contributing to the game itself yep. and they're getting rewarded for doing so. And so it's... Such an amazing community feel that they've like really kind of uh, nurtured there over that game, yep. and just kind of coming from I guess from that uh, World of Warcraft based type thing, and really uh, I guess going from something that is supposed to be an online community and isn't really, and they're creating it to a point where it's you know a self supporting uh, tournament and game and like, I just think that's amazing I think it, it gives a lot more longevity to these games as well because if you have a passionate community around it I remember when we keep giving it life exactly right yeah um, you know it's this is going to be something that's going to become it, well it is big business but you know as uh, we were talking about before it, people put into it where they get out of it Destiny people now have got a lot more to get into it they encourage their friends to join in because the barrier is not as high and it's something that is going to become a job and for these people mm-hmm. who are playing the games like the international um this is their job they yep, get paid a lot of money job and they are now professional people that play games and, and they're treated is- a lot in the same way if you watch the tournaments online yep. it's treated in a very similar way to how sports are actually cast absolutely they have yep. casters they're mm-hmm. called just like sports casters yeah, and they have people who are commenting on the games and strategy exactly like you know if you watch the afl and you watch someone kicking a thing they go you know, Nat Fife, he's done some great kickball thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, showing you just sounded like the biggest nerd on the planet. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, these yeah. commentators, you know, they're, they're, they're involved in the scene. They know the players. They yep. know the game. They know everything. They're not just, you know, uh, general punters. They're, they're really educated people Absolutely. Uh, as far as the community they, goes. They, 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 they have all the aesthetics and they belong to this, to this culture, the gaming culture. 
Whereas someone who, let's say, a footy player, which is the best, best pretty much uh, example that we can give for now, um, doesn't know about that culture, doesn't know the aesthetics, like doesn't know what the actual, the meaning of the actions that they are doing. So let's say, oh, so just for example, here in Perth uh, at the uh, at the at the casino when they had the on um, the e the esports um um the esports tournament at the casino yeah an e- at, e-sports. At, was it not at the there, casino or? not there they just had a giant screen and great idea because they just had an influx of people yeah. as if it was like the finals of let's say a footy's final yeah yeah and they were just watching it there hey drinks or people coming around food is good. It's exactly business. As we were saying, yeah, you get in a different crowd of people. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because there's a university in America. Mm -hmm. um, It's called Robert. I'm going to click across the name. Robert Morris University, Illinois. There we go. Robert Morris University in Illinois. And they've just announced that they're going to have, and they've got one. They're running it at the moment. They have a a League of Legends, which is another MOBA, uh, esports team. So the people who play the game get a scholarship, just like the football players or the basketball players. Mm-hmm. They get a scholarship towards their university funding, and they still have the same requirements. So they need to participate in a certain number of matches. They have to represent their team. There's a structure. They have to do training and things like that. And that just opens up another way for people who probably would not be sports stars now get them an opportunity to go to university and learn about all these sort of things. See, I think that's fantastic. There's so much space for what is essentially just another game mm. um, for these people who, yeah, generally wouldn't be considered for these kinds of uh, uh, scholarships and stuff. Um, yeah, what, what a fantastic idea. You know what I've learned from that? Murdoch needs to get in on that. Yeah. I'm just saying. That would be a good idea. We yeah. have a, there's not, I don't know, maybe we'll be the best team, university yeah. team in Australia <laughs> by default. Yeah. That sounds great. All right, let's go to a bit of a promo, guys, and let's come back and we'll have a little bit of a chat about something else. Spot on. Nice. You can check out High Score and all the other great Radio Murdoch shows on www.radiomurdoch.com. Read blogs, check out the upcoming schedule, and listen back to previous shows. Radio Murdoch, the student wave. And we're back. So, Mitch, you've been trawling the internet and you found something cool online, just breaking news right now, oh, just man. before you walk into uh, okay. the studio. I'm just actually double-checking to see whether it is breaking news. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, um, Tell us right, a little so bit about it. So, basically, video game movies are starting to pop up, and I have found out that the Angry Birds movie is coming out. Um, so, Angry Birds. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, pretty thin on plot. Uh, yes, very thin. I'm so, actually not sure what exactly is going on. Um, if you could... Um, can we can we put links in the we definitely description can. of this? Yep. Right. Put a link in the description. Maybe you can pause it at this point and watch the, uh, watch the trailer. Watch I think I'm the, the only one that's watched it. Um, so, basically, I think... I, I've, I've seen no conflict in the actual trailer itself, um, but it seems like uh, the red bird is managing his anger. That seems to be there? That, that seems it's like to be anger me. management with Robert De Niro. Yeah. And... Um, interestingly enough, it's uh, by Sony Pictures, yep. so, you know... Um, but Sony's they a big are, company. They're Very a big well company. funded. So Very well funded. Yeah. They don't make... Uh, you know, risky bets, those big movie companies. They uh, uh, yeah. take something that's going to be... like safe ones. Yeah. Exactly. So this must be uh, an interesting sort of trend. I think video game movies have always been a bit... They've been a bit of a stigma because they are rejected wholly pretty much by the gamers themselves yeah. and everyone else. But mm. do you think yeah. someone is going to be passionate enough about Angry Birds to go, nah, they've changed it. This that, is, used to be yeah. about throwing the birds they at the out, pigs. Man. That's yeah. an excellent question. However, I think the ship has sailed when that Angry Birds cartoon came out, which is apparently pretty good. 
An Angry Birds cartoon. There's an Angry Birds cartoon. Well, it just goes to show you this yeah, is a big business. Yeah, this There's is a, a lot business. of money behind this. Media things. convergence, everybody. So yeah. use those hot words. That's the word that I was fo- trying yeah. to find. Convergence. Yeah, yeah man. Convergence of cultures where video games has opened up um, the, the, the world, the, has opened up a pathway for different text. When I say text, it means the difference between video games, um, um, movies, uh, sound, theater. So all those, it's opened up many a path for different texts to kind of be read through each other. So this is one of these. Uh, Interestingly these. enough, this the studio is also responsible for the Ratchet and Clank movie coming out on in April. Ah, see, Ratchet and Clank is yeah. a pretty big franchise. So the Ratchet game. and Clank movie, if you look at that trailer, which we'll also link, um, that looks far better than the Angry Birds trailer. Now, and that's been around for about a year. Ratchet and Clank yep. for people who don't under, un, who haven't heard of that one before. It's yeah. an older game. What's it yeah. about, Mitch? All right, it's about. I guess you have this little like creature. He's like I, I believe he's called a Lumbrax, and he finds this robot, um, and he befriends him. And this robot is one of the ultimate weapons in the galaxy, and uses that to fight i guess he doesn't really fight evil he just fights a lot of interesting enemies <sighs> that are against him so i haven't actually of, played the game in a while what type yep. of game is it third person shooter okay yeah so um it's very cartoony yep. um the humor is very crude if yep. you look for it i think it's like it was kind of like almost one of those pseudo adult things before they became cool oh like and everybody a, was making adventure one. time style i guess so yeah if you want to yeah if you want to make that comparison i was um it has a broad base, would you yeah, say? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it was very clever in the way it was written, so a lot of people liked it. Mm. So now they're bringing it back, and I called, guess the whole... It was, all, it was always very self-aware, the game was, about itself and the issues that it addressed. Um, so now it is making fun of itself. That now it's a movie based on a game, <laughs> and then the game is going to come out in conjunction with the movie that is based on the game. I mean, on the movie, sorry. So we've so come full circle. It literally circle has come full yeah. circle, and Completely. they are not afraid to address that fact. Okay. So I think that's quite exciting. Well, so there people, is a big trend of redoing things from yeah, previous generations. I think in 21 Jump Street by, um, I think it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think, yep. they, those guys. The guys who did the Lego movie? Yeah, the guys who did the Lego movie. If they've shown us anything, it's that people are now looking for self-aware media. That's what and I, I know I am. Yeah, I, I do like self-aware media a lot. You'd be very so, excited about that. Yep. There's a it's great the next step. Yeah, I think you just know where you came from and know where you're going. I think. Um, just going back to the Angry Birds thing, just for two seconds. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, looks like it's going to be awful. Uh, the headline, <laughs> the headline I f- saw for yeah. it was the Angry Birds movie trailer is out and it stinks like a pig. Oh hello. Um, it's due. We'll see it uh, mid next year. Yep. Uh, and it's going to have a cast that include Jason Sudeikis and Bill Hader. Wow. So, I know, <laughs> really? so it's like this all, I really like that they're trying to make an effort, yep. but also, you know, the whole Angry Birds... Um, oh, it's been thoroughly milked. Is, it's about to crash. Yep. Apparently, they announced last year that they lost like 73% of their profits and they've laid off hundreds of people. Like The Angry the, Birds team. Yeah, this is their last... How many people work on Angry Birds? Well, no, this yeah. is the, the company behind them. Um, oh, okay. Ro- so, Rovio. Yeah. Um, th- this is basically all that they've got going for them at the moment. So, basically, if, but, they, if, this, if this tanks... We've probably seen the last of Angry Birds forever. Well, they are still making money of all those stuffed animals. Have for, we? Have for we now, hit for now? Have we hit peak Angry Birds? Have we passed the I, peak? I thought that happened I, I a think, long time yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know yeah. about you guys, but I'm pretty excited for the Candy Crush movie that's going to be coming oh, out. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, so King Candy Crush have, Saga, yeah. Candy Crush Saga, how part do you make one. a movie yeah. out of that? 
what, what do you do? Just like watch a movie of blocks being destroyed, or the blocks come alive and yeah. everyone has their own part. It's a of metaphor, life. and yeah. the blocks are, you know, societal groups. Yeah, man. And they're clashing <laughs> oh, and combining. I don't think so. It's all very uh, political. Uh, you can sell that script to King. Uh, we'll be selling that for about a million dollars. Yeah, I think Johnny's a million is fair. That's million, pretty fair. Yeah. You know, we can go from there. Yeah. Let's have another listen. High score, all things video games, Radio Murdoch. High score, Radio Murdoch. Uh, we're still here in the studio. We've got a few minutes left to go. Let's have a bit of a wrap up about what we've uh, been checking out this week or any final comments. Robbie, you're going to tell us a little bit about some of the things you've seen for uh, games. We've got only a very short amount of time, about five minutes left now. Cool. Yep. Do you want me to start? Go for it. Okay. Cool. Quick in summary. A, in a summary, okay. So um, sound plays a big role, a massive role in video games, but everyone just knows that sound is just there. They don't realize how hard it is to put actually implement it into a game. So at the moment, I'm working with a group of students here at Murdoch University. Doing, they're, they're working on a video game as their final project, and it's called One Hint Hitman. And my job is to pretty much do the sound for it. So um, I've been going through these stages of like, how do I start? Do I start with environment do i start with character do i start with making the music actually do uh, all these angles that i'm trying to search for usually in a in a team of um let's say a major major game um there would be excuse me there'll be two to three people at least one's managing one one with experience of video games that knows how 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 things are implemented but yeah i just wanted to bring this to the table and just to this excuse me to discuss it with you Sounds good. I think the best thing about sound is that it can really make or break a game. Yeah. In a way, it can be hilarious if it's terrible, but if you have just lackluster sound, then you, you know, you miss out on a lot of things. And a lot of games, for example, these are high budget ones, but you know, things like Mass Effect or mm. things that have this real cinematic feel to them, or you have things like nostalgic feel, like have a listen to half of our promos. They all sound very nostalgic. But it's very, they're... it's very much the same as uh, sound in film. You know, if if you're going for your big cinematic kind of uh, action trailers, then you want big mass effect sound uh but it, you know it, you don't need that kind of thing for the sound to be really well done for a game it can be uh a little bit behind and a little bit more sinister or it can be a little bit happy it can be even be ch- slapstick and cheesy if that's what you're going for um think about something like there's a game that came out quite a few years ago now but a game called braid and it's a gameplay very similar to like mario brothers sort of super mario sort of style game um but it has a really sort of sweeping sound effecty sort of thing and it has really quite deep themes so the gameplay itself, when you play it, is pretty Mario-esque. But then it's yeah. all the way that the world is built and the sound is built and the whole thing kind of comes together in the visuals, it all builds to something bigger than just a game where you're jumping on, on little enemies and things like yeah. that and, and jumping I mean, on platforms. You've got games that have taken sound and, and really made it a prominent part of that game. You I mean, look at games like Res, and um, there was a sequel to that that I can't quite remember what it was off the top of my head right now. And the game Was is, it Lou Mines? No. That's by the same guy, though. Is it? Yeah, it's another sound-based game. Or things like Journey, for example, yeah, on the okay. PS3. So essentially, all, all you're doing, every action you do in, that, in the game is creating a new sound uh, scape, and it's affecting your everything you listen to. Uh, and it's, it's, it's entertaining and fantastic, and I loved it. It was groundbreaking for me a little bit, mm. especially with the whole um, touch. So how are you going to approach the sound creation of this particular game? Uh, well, I've already started on just because I needed to kind of head into the music first, just because for time restrictions. Um, so I started off with the, with, this, with the music, and they and they loved it. And then I had a, a, um, a play test a test test play of the game last Tuesday. Um, the mechanics are working fine. Um, they just need to a, a few things like 
how f- how how fast is the character running and how slow is the character walking um what are what are the other sounds that are the images like i can't pretty put a sound of let's say what does say, the game look like what kind of style is it uh a 2.5d um think hotline miami 2.5 yeah. oh right yeah okay hotline yeah, miami yeah. style yeah. cool top down kind of like a little that. bit super nessy but a, Drop down to more in a, a, so and how you you're, go you're a character and uh, you get this one hint at the start of the game which is a text message and then you go and try to find your target and you need to assassinate them and you can you can assassinate them either by killing them pretty much shooting them in in the open but then you have levels of levels of suspicion SWAT come in four star a four star level of suspicion and then also you get like these triggers your your character might have a trigger they might be OCD so you can trick them into having let's say you spill a bucket of water and then because they're OCD or whatever they come and clean it up and they're like oh so that way you can isolate them from the guards and you can kind of go in for the sweeping kill and then you need to clear out the mission. It's amazing when all these things get created. There's the collaborative nature of how it comes together and you've got a discipline of sound and then there's people who are making games and they yeah. all come together. And, you know, I think when you think about it, these games, how they're made, they yeah. are just as complex as films or any other if form of more, media. If not more, yeah. because you've got to think about all the different aspects of that and things like that. So yep. all good things are collaborations in this in this world yes, of ours. Of course, yeah. And there's lots of great stuff where people can be part of it, as we were talking earlier with... Uh, the Dota stuff and how people can uh, contribute to the game by being uh, sports, uh, esports stars, and they add value to the game because they make it more intriguing. Um, talk about having Destiny, how people bring it together as a community and things like that, all all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, now, we've we've come to the end of our show. We've had a pretty good first show. Good. We didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Scott's favorite topic, the simulator genre. Hello, um, that's so- okay. There was, I also really wanted to talk about Battlefront, but I think we can do that next time. It's due... There'll be Battlefront on- news. Yeah, I mean, it's two months... Two months away, so yeah. Next time, next time. Hold on for that one. You've been listening to High Score on Radio Murdoch. Thanks for listening to our first show. Cheers. You can check out www.radiomurdoch.com for some great radio stuff. That's all we have time to. My name is Johnny. Thanks for joining us.